This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. Justin Jefferson pulled it in. The catch of his life. We got to look back at this. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Listen, like my, my, my voice is weird. I would love to have Joe Davis's voice. I mean that sincerely. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I feel like it kind of makes me a little unique. Uh, but he's got like, like the S's. Like he puts H's in them, right? Like Lishan. Yeah. Just Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. The catch of his life. Yeah, it's just like anyway. Uh that which game was, makes me that highlight was, was makes a great me really call. sad. It also that call occurred right after Bryce Harper, the hit of his life. Oh right? yeah. In the and what in the NLCS against uh San Diego. NLCS. So it was like, oh, like you hear it now, you go like, oh, man, that's a really good call. And be like, it was kind of a recycled call of a baseball call like the previous day. <laughs> so, yeah. so kind of yeah. a little tough. And uh, and can, is everything the best? Like, what's the best bet of my life? Maybe it, maybe it's the Colts. Maybe it's another game. Uh, I'll tell you what. It was. It, it looked like it was going to be the middle that I was going to have with the Bills and the Vikings until, oh, until, until they, couldn't, they couldn't sneak the ball out of the end yeah. zone at the very end of the game. Just absolutely brutal. Uh, that was that, that one. That was tough. That was that was tough. Okay. We'll move on now because it's a new season here. Uh, and P squared, B squared as we handicap and give you bets for week one in the National Football League. Can we go to Minnesota where the Vikings fresh off like a 13-win season last year? They were like not good, but they won 13 games. God bless them. Taking on uh, Todd, Bowles and ba- Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield. Sometimes it's like the coach and the quarterback. Woo! Oh, oh boy, that's bad. Uh, Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield. Minnesota. A six-point favorite now against Tampa. Total here is 45 and a half. There were points in the offseason where this number was seven. I know because I bet Tampa plus seven. Uh, we talk, we've been talking about this game all offseason. My thoughts are well known here. So I'm just going to go first. Uh, I have better numbers on Tampa. Do you, I, and, I'll, I'll, and you can answer this question also. Like, Do you think – is this going to come off six? Like, I can't imagine that people are going to be interested in Minnesota. Um, I think I would still bet Tampa plus six here. So I, I've kind of de- I've gone on and on about this game all offseason. I don't know if I need to do it here in the interest of time. Ken, your thoughts here on the Vikings and the Bucks? I like Tampa. Yeah, you, uh, we can go very fast here. I think people know that you really like Tampa, and maybe like your last number that you like is the current number, which is six. Uh, my thoughts are pretty well known too. When we talked about it at seven. It's like, yeah, like that seems like a pretty good bet. I think you made a good bet, obviously, because it's going to close less than that, regardless of what happens in the game. But once it went to like six and a half and especially six, we even talked about this in like an it moved segment. And I just go, 
I think I'm good. I think I'm good now on this game. Like, don't want anything at the last number. Maybe I would think about with Tampa was six and a half. It just kind of took me longer to come to that conclusion than you, basically. So if you're looking at the board, which is going to be, to be fair, it's six everywhere. There's already a five and a half in this game. So to answer your question, is the number more likely to go up or down? Down seems like the right answer. Um, so if, again, you want to just like capture a tiny bit of closing line value, maybe it's a six on Tampa. Uh both both things for me. Would I make a bet because I was sure it was going to move in my favor in this game? No. Would I make a bet because I think I know what's going to happen in the game or I want to bet my opinion on what's going to happen in the game? Now that it's six, no. <laughs> so, like, that's where I am. Uh, I wish you well in your Tampa adventure with Todd Bowles, and, uh, and hopefully he finds a way to lose a really close game. Yeah, so six would be my, like I would still bet Tampa at six. Easy for me to say. I've got I've I have bets on Tampa already. I'll probably end up putting more on Tampa, right? So so I I like Tampa in the game again. The the the, the long and short of it is Minnesota won a lot of close games last year. God bless them. Now you're expecting them to win by margin. Tampa's got a pretty good defense, and Bowles is a good defensive head coach, if a brutal game manager and overall head coach. So again, like I don't need Tampa to win this game. I need them I need them to lose by six or less. Or, or seven or less, which I feel even better about. Uh, so Tampa Tampa or nothing for me in this game against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Ken, we move now to the Big Easy with New Orleans and the Tennessee Titans. Now, just some injury stuff here for New Orleans. Um, and, and a suspension note. Alvin Kamara suspended the first three games. Uh, New Orleans signed Jamal Williams in the offseason last year's touchdown leader away from the Detroit Lions. He was expected to split time with the rookie Kendra Miller, who like looked great in the preseason. Miller's status in doubt for week one. So if Miller doesn't play, it's the Jamal Williams show, which like I don't think is like a really good thing, like kind of like old and slow. Like a good like short yardage back and like good for hashtag vibes because he's crazy in like a really fun way. I don't think that's good news if it's just Jamal Williams. Marshawn Lattimore also kind of dealing with injury stuff as well. We'll see over the course of the week if he's good to go. It does look like Ken Tennessee will have Traylon Burks available for this game. That had been in doubt. Again, we'll find out more as the week goes on. But if you're Tennessee, you need Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, right? You need Burks and you need Chigakonkwo for this to be like a functional passing offense. It looks like they'll have all three for Ryan Tannehill in this game. The line at BetMGM sitting now in between three and three and a half. New Orleans three minus 120. We call this 3.25, right? Tennessee plus three plus 100 at BetMGM. Ken, P squared, B squared, pen, pencil, blood or blank. Saints and the Titans from New Orleans. I think this is another quick handicap for me just in terms of like, would I be really confident in making a bet right now? Not entirely sure where we're going here. Probably back down to just three minus one ten, if I had to guess, like what the close is going to be in this game, as opposed to up with some of the Saints stuff that you mentioned. But I think the more I think about it, this is probably really close to just like the right number in the game, even for me. And so I don't think it's going to move a ton. So I don't want to make a bet for that reason. Uh, do I want to make a bet because I think I know what's going to happen in the game or I want to express that opinion? The only angle here, and it's so insanely obvious, but like, hey, like I... Uh, what did Baldy just say when he when he came on, right? Like coaching still matters more than anything else in the NFL. And, you know, he was giving a bunch of examples why he thinks that's the case. OK, great. This is Mike Vrabel against Dennis Allen. Like I, I just it's Mike Vrabel against Dennis Allen, which I know has been your argument for kind of like liking Tennessee in the game. I don't like the number. That's always been my problem. I want more than this and I haven't been able to get it. So for right now, I'm on the sidelines. But like, no way am I laying points with no way am I laying points with the Saints in any game this season. Probably, I have a lot of money on their win total under. Uh, I'm willing to bet against a terrible head coach trying to win ten games. That's what I'm trying to do. Hopefully, it starts here. I'll be rooting for the Titans for sure. Will I actually place a bet on the game? Three and a half minus one ten. I'd probably have to bet Tennessee, especially with a very low total. Um, but right now, no close to Tennessee bet. Nothing right now. 
So just to be clear, Tennessee three and a half is a bet for you coming up on Sunday. Three is a pass. Yeah, three and a half minus one ten. Like I think I'd probably start betting Tennessee, and then anything more from there, like uh, as the number goes up. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think maybe it goes to three and a half. I think it's more likely to go down actually as we get closer to kickoff. So I don't know if I'm ever going to get the price that I want. Oh, gee. when you say down, you mean just like three minus one ten, or you think this will drop yeah. below three? No, but I think three minus one ten, and maybe even the threes get bet a little bit for Tennessee. I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Tennessee three and a half is like uh, the easiest click of all time. Uh, I think people like them. I listen. I I agree with you. Um, for the for listeners and viewers, Ken, who are like, I I don't know what minus one fifteen is, and I don't care. And like, God bless, right? You bet however you want to bet. Bet you know people people bet you know varying amounts, right? For those people that don't really care about juice. Like, should they be betting, like, an expensive three and a half? Like, would you advocate that for them if, like, people don't care about price? They're not betting a ton, which is totally fine. Bet however you want to bet. Yeah. I mean, I just, like, you ask me this question every week, every year, and it's, like, a good question. And I'm actually glad you ask it because, like, you speak for a lot of people to listen to the show, probably. It's just, like, well, if you don't care about juice, then, like, then any number should be a bet ever at anything because you don't care, right? I mean, like... Oh, like, okay, Lions plus seven minus 25 was available when Kelsey was announced out somewhere. Uh, or by plus, I was plus whatever. A, a relatively inexpensive plus seven on Detroit. Okay, well, I can get plus seven minus 500 right now. Should I bet it? I get, price doesn't matter. I get, sure, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it just, yeah, cool. Like, uh, if you, if price doesn't matter to you, then, and you, uh, if you want actually better way to frame it than probably the discussion we're having, just like, what do you think is going to happen in the game? Then price doesn't really matter. I guess in that discussion, what do you think is going to happen in the game? Uh, I think it's a little more likely Tennessee wins probably. Uh, I don't like the number very much, but I think it's a little more likely they win. So maybe about them to win. You better, you better here at Nick and Ken terrific football Tuesday, P squared, B squared talking week one in the national football league. All right. It's pretty good so far. Half a segment. We, we got through two games. Uh, maybe things will take a little longer with this next one. Cause there's a, a Decent amount of stuff to get through here. And that is the Niners and the Steelers in Pittsburgh, one of the marquee games of week number one. Uh, this point spread, Ken, was three through much of the offseason over the course of the last couple weeks, really since Pittsburgh like was kicking ass and taking names in the preseason. Kenny Pickett looking incredible in the preseason, throwing the ball down the field. Pickens looks great. Deontay Johnson looks great. Jalen Warren looks great. Hell, even Najee Harris looks great. This number has come off three, and I think we're sitting across the board right now, right? San Francisco, last year's NFC uh, finalist, right? Losing to the Eagles in the championship game says, you know, they had no quarterbacks. San Francisco now a two and a half point road favorite at the Steelers, total of 41. But hanging over the game, and more importantly for this discussion, the point spread is the status of Niners star defensive end Nick Bosa, right? We had Pete Prisco on earlier in the show, CBS Sports, you know, NFL analyst and insider. Pete's really plugged into the NFL. Said that he thinks that Nick Bosa will be on the field. They're going to figure this out. That Bosa's going to get paid. He's, he's holding out right now, the reigning defensive player of the year. So, you know, Ken, you're really good at this part of it, right? Which is, do you think Bosa playing in the game is already priced in? Do you think that there's some Bosa not playing priced into this year? What do you think happens if it's announced that Bosa is in? What happens if it's announced that he's out? And kind of like, what do you think happens in the game? What bets are you interested in making here on the Niners and the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, one of the uh, one of the most interesting markets this week, uh, just because you have like a pretty significant injury, you are right around the most key number. Uh, I think you have a matchup of two teams that people are like pretty interested in this season. I think there's some hesitation on the Niners. Uh, I bet the Niners win total under for what it's worth, 11 and a half with like a reasonable juice attached to it. Just like 
I don't know if they can run back the type of regular season record, even though I think they could win the Super Bowl. Just like, what is their average season like? I, I think like 10s and 11s are almost just as likely as 12s and 13s, probably more likely. And I think there's some bad outcomes here too with Brock Purdy and how this can play out. So I bet their win total under, but in terms of this game and like how it has to go, uh, two, two and a half, anything in this range, I would not bet the game. I think the really interesting thing is like, all right, people have already bet this off three. There's even a couple twos on the board, which is like pretty crazy. If Bosa plays, does the number go back to three? If you were to surmise from reporting that you thought it was likely he would play, should you bet the Niners because you'll get closing line value? I I have a hard time with this one. Uh, what it, Prisco said, thought he was going to play, right? That was, uh, you asked yes. him, that was the end of the interview. Said he thought he was going to play. Yes. So like, okay. Uh, if he plays, do I think it'll close to two and a half? maybe two and a half juice toward the Niners. I mean, it'll improve the line will improve in their favor. if Bosa plays by some amount. So that's that analysis. What would I bet? This is one of the games that's like confused me the most at varying points this offseason. I feel like I've talked myself in the boat, talked myself into both sides. And that probably means I should not bet the game. Um, made a number for the game came in like exactly at this, like three basically, but I that's with Bosa playing. I don't think I can advocate for a side or a part of the total right now because I think it's going to move. I don't really know what to expect here. Uh, I'd, I'll say more likely it goes up back towards San Francisco than down, but like not enough to probably make me want to make a bet. And uh, and I think this is like, can't wait to watch the game. Probably not going to bet it. So if it if it hits Niners minus three, a.k.a. Steelers plus three, minus 110, you, you, you would not Pittsburgh. bet Pittsburgh. I don't even know what I would do with them. Yeah, this this like smacks a little bit of like preseason not mattering, but somehow being priced into what's going to happen in this game. Have we have we talked to one person that thinks Pittsburgh's going to be bad this year? Um, I, I, just, I would actually I would frame my zero. answer in a different way. I, I yeah. feel like everyone now thinks that the Steelers are going to be and they could be. But now yeah. everyone thinks the Steelers are going to be awesome. Because if it's like. Did it go three to two and a half on kind of just like informational stuff that isn't as important to this point spread? Go oh, like Purdy, I'm just not sure. Like, all right, like Bosa, not going to play. All right, well, what if he does? Steelers, great preseason. Everyone's been Tomlin, the win coach of the year. Everything thinks everything's picket. Like we talked about him as an upside MVP. That's different than like they have to win this game to cover. <laughs> they have to beat one of the best teams in the league just to cover. I. I feel like that's kind of why the price has started to drift. Just this, this all everyone buying in on Pittsburgh and what we saw in the preseason. Maybe that's right. I just, uh, I don't think I can now step in and be like, I also want to play Pittsburgh at the worst number available. Just doesn't seem like a good idea. Probably a pass. I, I think Steelers plus three might have to be a bet I'm interested in based on my, my narrative mm. that Kenny Pickett is, is the new Eli yeah. Manning. But you said it with Matt Canada, like what? Like, why does it have to be like what the preseason was when we know he sucks? Like, why does it like, don't you feel like on Sunday we could just be like, oh, we got tricked big time. And like, he's act like they're just the same and it's really annoying. And they throw the ball two yards down the field on every single play and we're screaming at the television. Like, why can't it just be that? Because that's kind of what it has been. I just, I, the more I think about the game, the more I'd be really reluctant to bet Pittsburgh. It doesn't mean they can't win. I just wouldn't bet it. Well, I remember a conversation that we had maybe like six weeks ago on the show, and it was, hey, like, if we close San Francisco two and a half in this game against the Steelers, like, what would you want to do? And I asked you first, and I knew what my answer was going to be. And you said you would lay San Francisco, and then I was like, hell yeah, let, we'll lay San Francisco in this game. And now we're sitting yeah. here, and you're right, right? 
it's because and you would ask me like okay now why do you not want to lay san francisco my response would be <laughs> it sounds like it's so stupid because i'm going to say it out loud it's because kenny pickett and the steelers offense looks great in the exhibition slate like that's that's my answer at least and, and i think Bosa it's really bad and Bolson yeah. may not play but like I, he's good i uh I, I think that we have some really plugged in people who like kind of like all think this is going to get worked out. Not definitely. There's two on the board right now for the Niners. Is the is the play to like price shop Niners as cheap as you can get closing line value? I mean, you're not going to get a lot, though. You're going to get so little. Um, I guess that's the best advice. It's not great advice, but if he plays that two probably isn't a two. We'll reconvene on this coming up on Thursday live from Las Vegas. But coming up next, a game of Name That Tune with the Commanders and the Cardinals.